From Be Still, Be Free, it's the Bcast with Amber Miller, Sarah Godey, and Monica Steely. For more resources and information related to today's episode, please visit www.bestillbefree.com. Hello and welcome to the Bcast. My name is Amber Miller. We're very excited to have you with us today. I'm in the studio with Monica Steely. Hello. And Sarah Godey. Hey. And uh, we are at the end of our series, Be Brave. This has been a really exciting series. We have covered, um, what was our first one? Be Adventurous. Adventurous. Be bold. Be victorious. victorious. Last week, we welcomed Allison, our special guest. Woo! And um, we covered Be Courageous. And we're very excited to have Allison here with us again today. Uh, finishing up Be Brave with the very exciting Be Enduring. And if there's anyone in the world who can talk about being enduring, um, it would be Allison. Thank you so much for being here with us today. <laughs> having me again. <laughs> It's a pleasure. So, um, Monica, why yes. don't you um, tell us a little bit more about Allison for those who weren't joining us last week and give us a little recap. Allison is a friend of mine. She's a writer and a mom and a wife and um, is just all around a pretty awesome person that I love dearly. And just thank God that our paths have crossed once I moved away from Atlanta and <laughs> didn't really cross as much in Atlanta, which is just the story of my life. Right. Um, <laughs> but she um, ha- she was an amazing writer. She blogs at dannyandallison.com and at allisonmds.com. And we're going to a link to both of these um, in the post for this, but um, she shares just about her struggle and journey through um, a tragic situation that God is still working mightily in. And Allison, why don't you just give us a quick recap of that for anyone that didn't listen to last week? Sure. Um, the Cliff Notes version. Um, in August of 2005, I was pregnant with our son. Um, My husband was involved in a motorcycle accident and uh, left him in a coma and um, fighting for his life and for his recovery. He has, um, he did not wake up, but emerged. And uh, so I found myself, you know, as a caregiver for my husband um, of almost four years at the time and, and had a brand new baby as well. So Um, Definitely a lot of things to juggle in life um, during that time. And like Monica said, we're almost nine years after that. Um, But it's we're still in in recovery mode. Still trying to maintain and recover. Mm. And Allison was so um, open and transparent last week in talking about what it meant, what it means to be courageous Mm -hmm. in the face of those kind of circumstances. And so today we want to talk about being enduring. Um, There's a couple verses Um, that I want to share for this week. One of them is about love. Um, Love puts up with anything and everything that comes along. It trusts, hopes, and endures no matter what. And that's Mm -hmm. 1 Corinthians 13, 7. And I think that is specifically such a poignant verse for Allison and her situation. Um, And then another one is Hebrews 10, 36. Simply endure. For when you have done as God requires of you, you will receive the promise. Um, And I think both of those verses just really kind of hit home to the core of what she's been going through. Um, I wanted to talk just for a couple minutes about the Greek words for these words, because a couple weeks ago we talked about patient and abiding. Mm -hmm. And um, it turns out that patient and abiding and enduring are really kind of all one in the same root word Mm -hmm. for for these meanings. So um, the word hypomeno 
um, is the word, Greek word for enduring, and it means to remain, to tarry behind, abide, not recede or flee, to persevere, to endure, bear bravely, and calmly. Mm-hmm. And the other one is macrothymio, to be of a long spirit, not lose heart, persevere patiently and bravely, patient in suffering the offenses and injuries of others, mild and slow in avenging, long-suffering. Um, Amber and Sarah, do you mind just sharing for a couple minutes just the notes, just to recap, because I think it's just really awesome how these all tie together. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, well, hupamena was um, the word that we really focused on in being abiding, and especially the second half of the word meno. And we talked about it in three different settings in reference to a place, in reference to a time, and then in reference to a state or a condition. And um, man, we uncovered so many great things um, throughout that word, but primarily, I think. Um, something that we really got out of abiding was to wait on the Lord and to wait expectantly for what he is, is going to do, which kind of leads us straight into patience. Right. Because it's waiting. And the, the macrothymia, which we have here with enduring, um, to be of a long spirit, not to lose heart, to persevere patiently and bravely in enduring misfortunes and troubles, to be patient in bearing the offenses and injuries of others, to mu- be mild and slow in avenging, to be long-suffering, slow to anger, slow to punish. That's exactly what we talked about when we mm-hmm. talked about patience. Patience, it was macrothumia. It reflects an emotional calm in the face of provocation and misfortune. Mm-hmm. Um, goes on to say that macrothumia is the opposite of anger, which I had never right. put so together crazy. patience and anger before. Um, and then I even want to go back to the hypomeno that uh, Monica read to begin with, because it says under misfortunes and trials to hold fast to one's faith in Christ. And two weeks ago, we learned that victory comes from your faith in Christ. Right. So you get the enduring, the patience, you get the abiding, and you put all of those together in your faith, you are going to have victory. Mm, that's just so awesome. Yeah. I love it how God brings it all together. It all always. comes back always. together. Yeah. Um, so Allison, be enduring. Like what has, what has endurance meant to you in this journey that you've been on? Well, I definitely think, you know, when we started off on our journey, it wasn't something that, um, you know, you think about is going to take nine years right. or a long, you know, I mean, you set off on the journey thinking that it's, it's a short, you know, little interruption to, to life. Um, and, um, you know, I think oftentimes people have said to me, you know, I don't know that I could do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I think oftentimes we never know what we're truly capable of until we're put in those circumstances where we have the choice um, to choose to endure, mm-hmm. uh, to choose to be a victor over circumstances or despite them, um, rather than, than be a victim. Um, that reminds me mm-hmm. of a story that you had shared with me a while back, if you don't mind talking about it just in general. Um, but it's about enduring in marriage. And I know that in dealing with the physical injuries and the brain injury, like there's been also some emotional and mental things that you guys are working through. And you had a situation where a couple people had come up to you and spoke to you about marriage. Can you talk a little bit about what enduring in marriage in the context of this is meant? Sure. I, 
you know, I have to preface it by saying that, you know, Danny and I met in middle school and we were always friends, uh, just friends until after college. And so we certainly had an established friendship and relationship. I was, you know, we were married, I was carrying his child. Um, and so there was definite, uh, um, and, and his personality, you know, certainly supported that he was not a quitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he was going to come through. If there was anybody in my mind that could do that, it was him. Um, certainly a brain injury will change your personality. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his did. It was very similar to shaken baby syndrome where the neurons actually tore apart in his brain. So uh, not only did he struggle you know, with his functionality physically, right. but his personality, his memory, he didn't know who I was. I mean, so we went through a lot of that. It was a very difficult um, time period. And it was a time where I felt very alone and very vulnerable, um, really wrestling with my faith in the Lord. Um, and, and, you know, our friends had, had dissipated. Um, we didn't have new ones. Um, our life became a new normal to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it certainly was never normal for us um, and me as a wife. Um, but I distinctly remember I had two um, very prominent, well-educated, faithful women in the church um, tell me that, you know, before the Lord, I had done what he required and that if I chose to leave my husband, that it was okay. Mm. Mm. And, um, you know, these are women that I grew up with, that I, as a child, I remember them being around and learning uh, under them, uh, and it, it, it was so awkward for me because I was like, uh, it, cause it didn't resonate with my spirit. Mm. Now the Holy spirit in me has never released me from my marriage mm. as difficult as it is. And as different in some ways, Danny is in our marriage and our relationship. I have never felt the Lord releasing me from that. So I had women in my life. It was very interesting to watch how I had these two women tell me I had done enough. But I had other women in my life, one whose husband had passed away, one whose husband, um, she did divorce, and, and, and another who, um, who was in, in successful marriages, you know, the, the other women in my life. And um, I, will, I, I had a specific conversation with, with the divorce woman. Um, and she said, literally the Lord released her from her marriage. Mm -hmm. And it was not until that time that, um, you know, she felt that it was the right thing to do, um, to leave him. Mm -hmm. And so that was very hard. (laughs) Yeah. What was the process after they had said that Mm -hmm. to you? Like what kind of mental process and prayer process did you go through and, and how was God speaking to you about enduring, Mm -hmm. um, in the midst of it? You know, um, immediately I was put off um, in in a a respectful way, but, you know, because I don't want to put God in a box. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like if I left my husband, it was in a way saying that I didn't believe the Lord Mm -hmm. and I didn't believe that he could fix it. I didn't believe he could heal Danny. Um, And and so to me, um, it it was not... um, me and myself, but it was telling the Lord, you know, I don't believe you can do it. I don't believe you're sovereign. I don't believe that there's a purpose in this. And, um, 
you know, I, I never want to be in a position where I put limitations on what I believe God can do. That's like such the true definition of enduring, like we read earlier, to hold fast to one's faith in Christ. Mm. Yeah, even when it doesn't make sense. Right. You know, and I, you know, it doesn't make sense in a, to a lot of people, um, even my family, um, some of my family members, that I made the choice to stay with my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said in Be Courageous, one day I will stand whole, and so will my husband, That's right. before the throne of the Lord. And I want to be able to say to my Lord that I endured it and I did it well. And I want to hear that. I mean, that is definitely the joy that is set before me. That is what I'm here to do. And it's not easy. It's not something I would choose to do. You know, I, you know, I, I've written this before. I'm not a runner, but I am called to a race. Right. I'm not a soldier, but I am called to put on the full armor of the Lord. And I am not a farmer, but I am called to harvest the fields. And if I can do that through this journey of enduring, then I will choose every single day and every single moment to pick up my cross and follow the Jesus that I want to be like. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't, I don't, I, I, I struggle a lot of times with Christians um, in this disposable culture that we live in, who face any kind of difficulty in their marriage and say, I want to redo. Right. Mm. And I, I'm not, I mean, I, I hope that doesn't sound judgmental because obviously everybody has their own struggle. Everybody has their own story. Um, and, and so I, I don't make that a blanket statement and I want to be sensitive to that. But, you know, if something doesn't feel good, a lot of times we let it go. Right. There are a lot of times in my marriage that are really, really hard. And you know what? That's not always different than anybody in a normal marriage, let's say. You know, I do care give for my husband. I am the sole provider. You know, I am pretty much the sole decision maker. It's a lot of pressure. Um, You know, but at the same time, either God is who he says he is or he is not. Mm, I love that. There's no gray area. And I think a lot of times we live in the gray area. And that's... We just talked a few weeks back about being committed. And we had a two-part series just about this whole very thing. You're just... The, what you're saying is so exactly just, I think, the heart of what commitment looks like to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And everything that you're saying about, like, if it doesn't feel good, yeah. you know, yeah. being so willing to let it go. Like, Christ, it didn't feel good when he died on the cross, but he didn't just jump off and, you know, right. let us be doomed for all of eternity. Um, right. That's right. was that commitment. It just is such a beauty. You just are such a beautiful illustration yes. to that. Um and you could just, oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, it's just, I, I, I can tell by just the whole spirit that you have and knowing our three stories and where we're coming from that someone is going to be listening to this right now, hearing your words, and they're in a situation where they are so ready to leave. And your words are, you know, probably going to be the thing that the Lord uses to say, just hang on just a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And then, lo- again, we talked about this with abiding yeah. and patience, like just hang in there because the Lord is doing a good work in you. And what does he say? He's not going to stop mm-hmm. right until right. the day of completion. 
And that's what I love about listening to your stories, because at Be Still Be Free, we're trying to be real. And, you know, you turn on the news and and even just in the churches, you hear all the negativity and all the people that are quitting and giving up and not staying committed and staying, you know, persevering or enduring or any of those other words that what I love you said mm-hmm. is um, you choose to take up your cross to be more like him because yeah. we all are created in the image of Christ. We do have in us the ability to be a little bit of Christ. And so it's encouraging to me for you to have walked a walk that is, is hard and it's different from most of any adversity that people do walk and hearing you so passionately talk about staying committed to that course and enduring. Mm-hmm. And again, I think we forget the prize, mm-hmm. the victory that we're going to have by staying in that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and I think oftentimes, um, you know, when I help get Danny in bed at night, sometimes in my head it pops in and I, it, it's like, am I going to be doing this the rest of my life? Am I going to be helping him and going through that action every single night of my life? And, and am I capable of doing that? And I have been... You know, I kneel at my husband's feet and I take off his shoes and I take off his socks. And I think about our Lord Jesus Christ mm. kneeling in front of his disciples' mm. feet and washing them. And he is the savior of the world. Mm. Who am I that I should not kneel at my husband? you know, whom I am one with before the Father and serve him? Is it hard? Do I get appreciated? You know, is he always gracious? No. But you know what? Being a servant and having a servant's heart doesn't always get you appreciation. It doesn't always get you the, you know, warm fuzzies to make it through the day. But if my Jesus can kneel at his disciples' feet and wash the nasty dirt off of them, who am I? Who am I? not to do the same thing for my husband. Mm. Preach it, sister. <laughs> oh. Okay, I need a tissue. I'm, oh I'm serious. Oh, like, so true, that you preaches, know. Allison. It preaches. Yeah, it it resonates. It, and it's, it's so much of what we women need to hear because if we're going to have a revival in the church, we have to have a revival of who we are who we are in God and what that looks like and what we identify in the image of Christ. And we've got to quit throwing in the towel and we've got to stop making the decisions we make based on our feelings and realize that we serve a God that's bigger than any of our feelings. And he's not asking us to do anything that he himself has not done. Yes. And I, we just, I think that we so often are striving for that appreciation. Yes. That fill the void, you know, like we really Yeah. Yeah. We really want that. You know, I think too, I mean, you know, as Christians, a lot of times people are, you know, they're, they're going and they're adopting children from third world countries and they're, they're putting, you know, water, you know, in in those things. And and those are wonderful. And I always looked at myself and I thought, oh gosh, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, oh gosh, am I, am I doing what I'm called to do? And you know, the Lord, in, in looking at my gifts and looking at, um, you know, the, in my sufferings and the, you know, comparing all those things, I'm always brought back to the part where my mission field is my home, yes. first and foremost. Yes. 
you know, and I look at my husband and, and, you know, sometimes in his mind, he can't make, he does not have the ability to make the choice that, you know what, I'm going to believe in the scripture and I'm not going to let fear come in. Um, and so if I'm Jesus to him, um, that's where I need to be. If I'm Jesus to our son, if I am a representative of Jesus to my son and he walks into the kingdom of God, then my battle and my endurance and my suffering, I count it worth it. Yes. yes. You know, and I think, you know, I am not Jesus, but I think that him being on the cross and knowing that every one of us have the, has a choice to come and have a crown of, you know, life everlasting with him. That was his joy. Right. That's what he saw. And that's why he endured. And I think as Christians, you know, we, we are ignorant if we think that we're going to get through this life and not have a battle. We are ignorant to think yep. right. that, you know, Satan is not going to bring something, whether it be sin or circumstances into our lives to tempt us to be part of, his harvest, you know, that's right. And, you know, you, you can't have any kind of battle, um, you know, and you can't endure without those things. Um, you know, and I, I want to live in a way that Satan looks at me. He sees me, mm-hmm. you know, as Jesus talks to Peter, Simon, Simon, you know, Satan has asked, you know, in, in Luke where you know, in, in fact, in the New American Standard Version, it says Satan demanded permission mm. to sift you like wheat. Mm. And he says, and he says, I'm going to pray for you. Not you're not going to go. Not right. it's hard. He says, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> Gee, thanks. You know? and, and I think oftentimes, you know, we think about the Lord interceding on our behalf, or Jesus interceding on our behalf, purely on sin and that is not true that's right Mm -hmm. amen that is not true he intercedes for us because he knows the pain and he knows the suffering and he knows what it takes to endure and um you know i think everybody has their their own thing you know this is just my story and it's in no way you know bigger or better you know more amazing than anybody else's um you know i think that that we just have to keep going. I don't know what's, how it's going to end up, but he does. He does. He does. Well, I just, I think I've said this to you before, but I, you are such a beautiful physical demonstration of Jesus to your son. I mean, he is Mm. watching you serve and love and your patience and your courage and your endurance. I mean, those are qualities those are everlasting qualities that he is seeing fulfilled right in front of him every single day. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it is just the most beautiful thing for him to see how this is how you love. This is how you love. It's completely sacrificial. Mm. Well, well I think, you know, it'd be, it'd be fake if I said that that's how it always is in the privacy of our home. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, so I have to say, you know, oftentimes, um, Danny will fall childlike, and so it's very confusing for our son sometimes to recognize Danny as his father. And so, as a mom and as a wife, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make sure our son honors his dad and and obeys and all those kind of things. But there are times where it must be incredibly confusing to him. And I do go, "Am I completely screwing up this kid? Is he going to be, you know, 
40 years old and, you know, on some psychologist's couch one day. <laughs> Um, you know, but I think that's where, you know, real prayer comes in yeah. to, I mean, as we all you know, do as parents is just covering our children, um, in prayer and, and just hoping that the, you know, I hope that the Lord honors it. That's, he will, he honest. will, he Absolutely. will fill in all of those Absolutely. gaps. He's that's a it. promise. Yeah. He promises that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, Allison, what practical applications would you give to our listeners today who are, possibly in the midst of something and, and just need a word of endurance? Well, I mean, as always, I mean, get in the word. I mean, that that's right. a given, right? Um, and sometimes the word will feel very empty and very superficial and, and it just won't hit you. Um, and that's okay. Just keep doing that. Um, and, and second of all, I would certainly say, um, you, you have to find a, a community, a friend, I don't care how many, you know, you have to have somebody that you can um, be completely real and transparent with about whatever trial and circumstance you find yourself and have them, you know, a, a, have sound doctrine and scripture and, and, and you know, advice behind it. Um, and you know what? Realize that you have to extend yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. It is not going, you know, you are not going to be up on the mountain every single day. You are not going to feel that way. And you know what? That's okay. Even as Christians, that's okay. That's right. Um, You know, and that's something I am just now learning as a, you know, as going through this for almost nine years, it is okay if I am not okay, Mm. even as a Christian. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, And you know what? Just you know, find yourself, find your, your word. I think, um, you know, someone gave me this advice early on and it was to find your voice in the book of Psalms. You know, you think about David and the, and the roller coaster of emotions and circumstances that he himself was on. And I promise you, you will find your voice Mm -hmm. if you just start reading in the Psalms. Mm -hmm. I mean, and this was a man that was after God's own heart, you know, and we all know he wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think, you know, just saturating yourself, you know, with the word as much as you can and, and the people, um, positive people around you. It always comes back to the word as much it as does. <laughs> it does. It just always Every does. Week, well, Allison, you have been such a blessing to us and encouragement Absolutely. and oh, inspiration. Thank you so much for joining oh, us thank today. Thank you for having me. It's we been have a really, really loved. And what is her um, address again? Her address is allisonmdiaz.com. Good. Okay. Yeah. So, but we'll link to it from yes. the post. In the so. Notes. so check out the notes, the uh, blog, and um, hit us up on Twitter. We'll connect you with Allison. Yes. Um, I'm sure she'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Um, Sarah, would you pray us out today? Absolutely. Jesus, our Father in heaven, Lord, we just come to you today. And gosh, every time I speak with Allison, I am so encouraged and I get so much energy and I just want to praise you for her. And I don't necessarily want to praise you for the experience of her story because of how hard that has been for her. But I want to praise you for what she's doing with her story and how she's allowing that to not just be a transformation for her and her husband and son, but she's allowing it to penetrate the hearts of women and readers that are out there, Lord. And I know that we have got listeners, including the three of us, that are taking something away from what she has 
shared with us. Lord, I pray that you continue to give her strength on her journey. And I pray that you continue to open the door that she will be able to um, influence and impact others with her message and your message. Lord, I pray for our listeners. Lord, if there's anyone out there that has a struggle and they're just wanting to throw in that towel and they don't have it to endure, I pray that you'll connect them with someone to give them a strong circle Uh, people to lift them up, Lord, that they would connect with us, they would connect with Allison, whatever that connection is, Lord, that they not walk this alone and know that there are people out there who can love them through this, this journey. Lord, Jesus, just deliver this message to the hearts of people. Allow it to fall on their ears the way you would have it to fall on their ears and allow it to touch their hearts the way you would have it to touch their hearts. I pray that you will bring us all back together again next week for another time together. And in your most wonderful and precious name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Beecast. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Be Still Be Free. And of course, check out our website, www.bestillbefree.com.